Hey, it's Nick Walters again with the National Industrial Hemp Growers Digest, brought to you by the National Hemp Growers Cooperative. And once again, we've just got a great guest uh, who is uh, sharing insight into the hemp industry. We love talking to people, real live humans, and who they are, and what are they involved in, and and uh, kind of how they uh, get involved and have gotten involved and what that means about their role in the hemp industry. Today, uh, we've got on uh, Jordan Berger. Uh, Jordan is not only a real live hemp grower uh, uh, in his own right, but also is a filmmaker and is making a really cool film uh, about the hemp and cannabis industry. And I've had an opportunity to interact with them at a couple of different spots as they continue to go uh, tell the good story about all the good things that hemp can do. So, Jordan, welcome. Yeah, thank you, Nick. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. You're used to being on the other side and being the one doing the interviewing. So, um, you're right. Uh, this is a little bit, little bit different, but that's okay. It won't hurt that much for that long. Okay. okay. So it, will, it will be okay. So, Jordan, tell us a little bit about you and uh, kind of um, uh, uh, your um, your background and some things that you did to get involved in. I know you're headquartered uh, in Chattanooga, and um, you know Chattanooga is one of those cities, kind of like Tallahassee. You don't ever have to say where it is, do you? It's not like Columbia <laughs> or Madison or something else. You know, it's not like that. Hey, but one chat is it? Right, right. right. Most people of heard so, of it. Yeah. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about that. And then also tell us about your hemp aha moment. Where along the way was it that you really thought, man, this, this plant is really something special? Sure. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, you know, born and raised here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, I went to high school here. And in high school, I started a, a school news kind of program and, and also did a kind of a documentary of our senior class. That was sort of my kind of intro into filmmaking, um, knew I wanted to do something with film in high school, didn't really know what, um, decided to go to Ole Miss, which, which wasn't necessarily the best film program in the country at the time, but it, it did have some room to grow. And, you know, I think I was more concerned about having a, a good college experience <laughs> the, the first couple of years before I really wanted to get serious. And that's not hard to do at Ole Miss. No, it's not. It's not at all. So I had just had a, a blast at, at Ole Miss and met some incredible people um, and was able to be a part of sort of the first film program that that this university offered. And um, at this point, it's grown to rather, rather large and as a major. And um, so, yeah, they're, they're doing really good things at, at Ole Miss. And the same guy that came in is still running it, and he's a great guy, Alan Arive. He came from Chicago and um, just kind of really turned things around for for the film program there. So yeah, I went to Ole Miss and um, got an opportunity to get in the film film program and won a couple of competitions based off writing a script where the university would give you money to to make your your project. So, you know, started off by making some narrative short films, films that I wrote, fictional films that I was able to get very little bit of money from the university and, and made them and kind of went down that path of what it takes to, to bring things to life. And yeah, really fell in love with it even more. Um, 
so I was able to to make a handful of films in college that that got into some film festivals and really kind of solidified the fact that this is what I want to do. Um, cool. In addition to that, I was able to work for the Ole Miss Athletic Department, which was a really a great experience. I worked for that. Um, yeah, Ole Miss Athletics for four years, I believe. And we did like a, you know, hard knocks type show behind the scenes on, on I started in volleyball, but did all the sports. The main thing was football, um, really a, a 30 minute weekly show kind of behind the scenes, showing the life of the players at home and, and you know, outside of football and really kind of developed a love for, for I guess, documentary filmmaking then. Um, and um, since then, I've been trying to, yeah, marry my love for narrative and documentary filmmaking as much as I can. Um, so, yeah, I graduated from Ole Miss, continued to work there for a couple of years. And in 2014, I decided to move back to Chattanooga to, to try to start a production company. Um, it seemed like a good place to do it. I had a lot of connections here and, you know, it's a it's not too big of a town, but bigger than Oxford. Um, and it was, so yeah, it just kind of took a leap of faith. Me and three other guys, two of them I had met at Ole Miss. Another guy was also from Chattanooga. We went to Ole Miss together. So the four of us started a company and moved back to Chattanooga and that was called Deer Run Media. And that was a company for almost seven years, 2020, we kind of split ways, just numerous things going on, you know, COVID and one partner moving to Spain, one moving to New York, and it just didn't make sense anymore. Um, still love those guys and still want to continue to make films with them, but I had to kind of, you know, ask myself, okay, do I want to continue doing production? And I, I said, yes, I, I do. Um, I feel like it's a, a pretty, it can be a lucrative business, but also it's, you can make a pretty big impact. You can tell stories that a lot of people see and can be affected by, which I really like. So I started Sunflower, which was my second production company in 2020. Um, and I was like, all right, this time I, I want to focus more on things that matter and not just, not just be concerned with the paycheck. Um, so I started going after, you know, environmental brands, um, brands that are doing good things for, for humans and the environment. Um, and, and yeah, that's, that's been working out pretty good. Uh, I'm, you know, a year and a half into Sunflower and finally feel like, I'm, you know, the wheels are, are greased and, and we're moving along now. I, I, you know, in a lot of ways was kind of restarting. I had to re rebuild up equipment and, and a lot of things, but finally feel like I'm on the right path again. Um, but yeah, in the midst of all that, um, in 2019, I, I became a hemp farmer in Tennessee. Um, hemp was something that I have been passionate about for a while. Um, How did that happen? How did yeah, you so, yeah, the aha moment. You know, I think the aha moment for me was when I saw um, Rick Simpson's the run from the cure. Um, this was a documentary that came out in 2008 and it's pretty poorly made, but it's an incredible story about Rick Simpson, this, the guy up in um, Canada who was making cannabis extract and, and just giving it out to folks and really some incredible stories of people, stage four cancer, all sorts of things coming off of their deathbed or 
really just turning their life around with with this oil um you know getting away from sort of mainstream medicine and, and turning to this and they were having some incredible results so that sort of sparked the interest for me um you know my mom my mother has she was an alcoholic my entire life and constantly struggling with alcoholism but also just pill addictions and had been through the gamut of of uh the medical world and nothing had really helped her. So I sort of started gravitating to cannabis saying, man, maybe this is something that could help her. It's, it's a natural medicine that, you know, after doing research had, had learned, we had been using it for so long and um, way before all these pharmaceutical pills were even a thing. So, you know, I, I would say it's definitely the medical side that, that got me interested in it, but it wasn't soon you know, it wasn't long after that to when I started discovering all the other great things that hemp can do just as a plant and, and uh, on the industrial side and on the food side. And, you know, I, I think I knew back then that I wanted to make some sort of film or project. Um, I don't think I was ready. I, I saw this run from the cure and, you know, I knew immediately that it, it could have been made a lot better, but it was great information. So I was like, man, someday I want to make something that, you know, a lot of people can see and, and kind of understand um, from the perspective that I had. And, yeah, I think as I, you know, that was in 2008, I continued to, to learn about the plant and get a little bit more passionate with it and simultaneously building up my film and video production kind of skills and like I said, knew that I always wanted to, to, to make something. Um, and, you know, I think I, I've always known that, or as I learned more and more about hemp, I, I kind of realized that it was too much for one film. It was, it was just too much stuff to, to fit into one single film and it can't, you know, not to say it couldn't be done, but it, it just seemed like it, it wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to dive into each thing like I really wanted to. Sure. So ultimately determined that a series was, was the best thing to do. Um, so that's kind of where we're at now. We, I've been developing for the past two years, a, a six part series, six one hour episodes. Um, that's just called one plant. And yeah, the idea is to really dive into each thing. So, you know, we have medicine, climate, industry, food, um, and then, you know, some history of the plant. And yeah, I, I think the series was kind of what, what, what seemed like the best idea. And, you know, I'm also, because I've been in video production, it's my job. I'm, I'm thinking of, okay, well, how can this thing potentially make money as well? It's going to have to be able to make money to, um, I don't know, to be able to make it right. You know, this is, this is a two year project. Um, and I, I've seen what's out there and I, and I've, I can kind of, uh, feel that it's just not quite there yet. All the documentaries I've seen around cannabis or hemp, they're great. I mean, some of them are really great. Either they're a lot of great information is poorly made or they're really, you know, well-made, but just not really the right information. So I'm trying to get something that, that has all the facts and, um, is well made as well at a high level because 
it's just surprising to me that, that there's not something like this on Netflix right now or on Hulu right now. Um, you know, it's a, a plant that has so much potential and, and seems like it could help us at a time when we really need it the most. Sure. Um, I mean, I just surprised. Yeah, do you think part of the reason that maybe you were even able to find the films that you found is because you were in that industry? I mean, you were in the in the filmmaking industry and you had a pat you, you wanted to find more about the environment because of some personal reasons around health of your family. But those things all kind of combined up to help you kind of get to this you know, aha moment, right? I mean, but but had you just yeah. been Joe Schmo running down the street who might not necessarily have paid attention to it. Maybe it didn't come. It wouldn't have caught your eye like it maybe potentially, but and, right. but yet that's a part of what you're doing is is that that you are uh, bringing your talents to the industry so that the next guy doesn't have to be searching, searching, and searching and can learn a whole lot about what's going on with the, with the uh, the potential of the one plant. Right. Right. No, you're you're very right. I mean. Yeah, it started with a personal thing like it does for most people. Um, right. You know, as I was interested in, in helping my mom out, I think, um, and trying to get her off of these pharmaceutical drugs that I saw were doing nothing, no good um, at all. So that was certainly the, uh, you know, why, why I got into it. But I mean, like anybody that you talk to who kind of starts digging into hemp, it's, you just can keep going. There's so much to uncover and so much to learn. And, it's it's truly an incredible plant and i i um yeah i i guess i it took me a while to to realize that okay I, i'm ready i need to make a film this is like you know when you start thinking of an impact that you can make as an individual um rather for the environment or just helping people out to me making a film that can be seen potentially by millions of people is, is by far the best way i can do that and i i think it just took me a while to to get the courage up to do it. Um, you know, I'm my, I'm my hardest critic as I'm sure a lot of people deal with that, but you know, when you're making a, a film, it's a, a piece of art, but also, um, you know, this is, I'd say different than, than a lot of my projects because it's, um, it's very fact driven, you know, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be the truth. There's, there's a lot of, um, as you know, there's a lot of myths and, tall tales about hemp and what all it can do. And a lot of them are true, but a lot of them, you know, might not be. And I think that's, that's um, super important right now. We don't really have time to, to, to put things out that aren't, aren't quite true or, or just to, I don't know, in my mind, it's gotta be solid and it's gotta be, the facts are here and um, you know, this is why you should care. But, you know, on the flip side of that, I also know that this can't be just, a bunch of people talking about how great hemp is or all the great facts it's you know i think me as a filmmaker and making other films i understand there has to be an, an emotional engagement with the audience and usually that comes through characters that we spend time with and get to kind of experience some sort of transformation with them um and so yeah i'm i'm searching for who those main characters are um as we go about this thing i mean it's just wild at, at the amount of people that we've met already. And, you know, I think I have over a hundred, 110 people on my interview list, knowing wow. that I'm probably not going to interview them all um, 
or if I do, not everyone will make it in. But yeah, I don't know. Sorry, maybe I got off track there, but I don't know. That's that's my number. That's part of what we're, you know, there are certainly people like myself that did an interview with you, right? And by the way, we you and I met um in Montana, and I had no idea that we had the same Mississippi connection. So that's a that's kind of a yeah. fun thing to be able to bring it all back around. But um you know, there are people like me that you've interviewed that fully expect to be on the, you know, uh, on the cutting room floor. So, I mean, it's it's not a matter of that, but it's it's it fits into this whole picture that is really cool. And so let's go in and tell us kind of give us a highlight on uh, all six of these segments real quick about it. Right. I'm just saying generally kind of yeah. where you headed right now as it relates to those that are specifically um, touching in for industrial hemp. Right. So, yeah, as I explained, it's a it's a six part series, um, six one hour episodes, which is essentially six films. Um, you know, they all can can tie together, but I think they all need to be standalone as well. Like if you're going to watch, you can watch one and, and have a great experience and then maybe watch the next one a week later. Um, but yeah, so it's six films, six hours of content. It's it's a large project for sure. I'm used to doing uh, 30 second commercials or you know three minute you know stories for for companies or people. And um, the longest film I've made is 30 minutes. So this is certainly a, a bigger project than I'm used to. But I'm I feel like I gravitate towards long form storytelling. I'm always trying to push that in my commercial stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but sorry, yeah, back to the to the six parts. So as of right now, episode one is just called The Plant. And it's sort of the all-encompassing episode. It's um, a lot of history. So I think right off the bat, we got to educate the audience just of the rich history of this plant. And, uh, you know, we were growing this thing in colonial times. We were, um, our founding fathers were growing it. And, you know, it was a key part of, just our independence from from England from from what I've seen. So um, I'm wanting to tell tell that story and really show the hey, this has been normal for most of our time on this planet. The last 80 years is just sort of a, a fluke. Uh, you know, when you look at all of human history and our relationship with this plant. So it's really important that the first episode dives into that history, but it, but also it's going to touch on um some of the other things we're going to be exploring. So, you know, episode one in my mind has got to be the best one. It's right out of the gate. You, you got to grab the audience and make them want more. So, yeah, like I said, it's it's a lot of history. Um, but then we also are kind of little, I guess, samples of what's to come um, in the industry side, in the food side, in the medicine side. And yeah, so that's episode one. It'll be probably 50% history, then the other 50 just kind of little um, segments of of these different stories that are to come and, and hope, hopefully will hook the audience to, to want to learn more. Um, you know, it's, I'm, I'm telling episode one in parallel with sort of the history or the, the story of the plant and our relationship with us. So I think it's going to be really cool. Um, a lot of history and all the things that did and then like it went away from us and now we're at this opportunity where it could help us tremendously and and um it sort of leaves the question you know will we embrace this plant or or will we continue to 
to kind of uh, not look at it for what it is. Um, That's episode one. Episode two, we're going to dive right into climate. Episode two is just called climate. And this is a a very environmental heavy episode. Um, We're looking at simply all the ways that hemp could could help mitigate climate change, Um, cleaning up soils, sequestering carbon, um, you know, also what all could be made from it, even though that will be more, I'll dive in more to that in the industry episode, but this is strictly, yeah, climate. And I, I think I'm looking at agriculture in general and, and the role that it has had and kind of where we are with our, our environment and our waterways and, and our food and um, how we can kind of turn that around and how hemp can help us do that. So that's episode two. Episode three is is medicine. Um, and, you know, this is the one that I feel like I where, where I my original passion was for this plant. Um, I've got some really great people lined up. I've already talked to some great people. But, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in the big stuff like, you know, apparently we've known since the 70s that that THC kills cancer cells and CBD can can have a really great effect on that. Um, so I want to dive more into that, you know, not only as cannabis as a as a treatment for um you know side effects from chemo but could cannabis actually replace chemo in in some scenarios so i want to look at some of the big stuff that but also you know i i got to look into some of the cbd but um really the science behind how this works there our endocannabinoid system that we've only known about since the 90s a lot of people have no idea what that is i've never heard of it so there's an education piece there as well. Um, and then moving on to episode four would be industry. So there's so much, so much in this episode and this potentially could be split, but as of now, um, industry houses, you know, a lot of what you're doing, Nick, I think with uh, the renewable natural gas and um, you're looking at making batteries from hemp, looking at all the clothes and so many things can be made from this plant. And so we're just looking at the industrial uses in that episode. Um, and then we got food and the next episode is food, which food is a whole big story as well. I, I think, you know, when you really start learning about how nutritious this seed is and, and what all it can do and, and its potential to help with world hunger, I think that's a, that's a really interesting kind of path to go down um you got people like victory hemp foods over here in kentucky that are you know uh incorporating hemp ingredients across the whole universe of foods which is really cool i i think a lot of people think oh like in order for me to eat hemp i have to eat the seeds or eat the oil and that is where it comes from but these guys are are working at out a way to like work it into all sorts of foods which right. I think is awesome. I wouldn't even know it was in there per se. It's, right. You wouldn't taste it that way or smell right. it that way. <clears throat> but really making, you know, foods um, tasty and healthy in a way because there may be some that's kind of like, it's almost like, <laughs> kind of like growing up, your mama said you got to eat these Brussels sprouts and maybe right. you didn't want to and you held your nose and you did it because it was good for you. Didn't mean right. necessarily like it, you know. Okay. So you know, there may be enough that I think there is, and that's I think that's part of what, Chad Rosen and his team are doing are, are, are finding ways to tell folks, hey, you don't have to just be some quote unquote health food nut to be able to appreciate what this 
what the uh, nutritional benefits can be on, on part of that. So that's a really cool way of doing it. Right. I'm excited for that. And then the final episode is just called the future. Um, and, you know, I, I think throughout this whole thing, hemp is certainly a main character and, and the main character, but it's, we're also looking at other um, plant-based, you know, alternatives for, for building materials, for cleaning up our soils, for really just bringing home the message that we've got to kind of get back to, to nature, to the natural world and, and, and utilize what, what the earth is giving us um so it's it's you know the future is uh asking the question what could the future look like in in a couple of years i mean there's so much doom and gloom you hear about our environment going to going to crap and you know who knows how much longer you know humans will be able to sustain life on this earth you always hear stuff like that and i think if we turn back to to nature and to utilizing these plants it really is our best option at, at kind of turning these things around quickly in my mind. So this is kind of a whole episode, you know, dedicated to that, not only hemp, but, but utilizing plant-based stuff and um, doing things more sustainable and what that means for the future of our kids and grandchildren and, sure. and all that. All right. So I got two questions and then, uh, but before we get to the uh, final two questions here, tell us how people can connect with you. Uh, and to follow what's going on or maybe participate in some shape, form, or fashion? What's the best way for them to connect and learn more? Sure. So we have a website for the series. It's just called oneplant.film. Um, pretty easy to remember. If you type that in, you can go, you can watch the trailer on there. You can um, learn more about the project. There's also a link directly to um, my production company, which is Sunflower. That website is just sunflower.film. And there you can see, you know, some of the commercial work we've done and, and some other things that, that we're working on right now. Um, but yeah, I think I would encourage you to go to oneplant.film. Um, you know, I haven't mentioned this yet, but this is something that it's not cheap. It's not cheap to make six, six one-hour episodes that you're trying to get on, on Netflix. I mean, it has to be at a certain level, a certain quality. Um, and, you know, I, it's... Uh, uh, it's hard asking for money. <laughs> I've, I've been learning how to do it and I think I'm getting a little better at it, but it's still very uncomfortable to do. Um, but the, the oh, truth I'm is, this thing is okay, how about that? Let's take that away. I'm saying I, this thing is not cheap. You know, these, these things take resources. It's people who are interested in this and making sure a good quality series like this is coming together. Um, I would highly encourage you to, um, uh, jump over there to uh, the website, either at sunflower.film or at oneplant.film. I know that we're having budget discussions uh, within the co-op right now about uh, wanting to be a sponsor as well. Okay, so we, we think there's a lot of value to that, and, and I hope folks will, 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 will. So let me take that awkwardness away from you and let me throw it out there. Thank okay. you. Be able to be able to do that. All right, so two questions before we finish up. Um, what is one thing you learned so far that you had absolutely no idea about the plant uh, before you started? And then what is a myth that you thought was right or you heard was right, and now you're not so sure that's exactly correct? <laughs> Either one of those or, you sure. know. Sure. I mean, what, what I've learned, I honestly, maybe because I'm thinking about your interview, is the whole 
renewable natural gas. I had no idea about that. And I think that's super cool. Um, I don't know. And I, I, you know, I know you mentioned that (laughs) your interview might be on the cutting room floor, but honestly, I don't think so. I think that I want to find more folks like you to interview actually, because I, I think that it's like we talked about, you know, you called it the rotary uh, Presbyterian type that needs to be a part of this thing. And I, I totally agree. I think uh, you, you mentioned something about, you know, folks that have drank the Kool-Aid early and, and your experience, they're not really business people. And I can totally, you know, I agree with that. And I've seen that. And I think that, you know, we need business minded people because there, you know, there is profits to be made off this. And I think ultimately that's what, how you get people that that might not care about the environment or might not, you know, or, you know, they might, but they might not really, that might not be a main thing for them. But if they realize they can make a profit, then they might, you know, open their ears a little bit. And I think there's so much room for, for making profit on this thing, but yeah, sorry, getting off track. I I think, um, yeah, the renewable natural gas, I didn't know. I'm sure there's a few other things. I can't think of anything specific right now, but, um, the myth, you know, it's still, it's pretty surprising. Even within the hemp industry there, I'm getting, I'm getting different things. Some people say one thing and the next person says, no, that's not true. And so it's, it's really interesting to, as I continue to talk to people to really figure out, okay, what is the truth here? You know, we've all heard things like the, the first flag, Bessie Roth made it out of, uh, Ross made it out of hemp and, Someone said recently, no, that's not true. She didn't make it out of hemp. It was out of wool or something. And um, I forget, there's a few other ones like that around like early colonial times that. My favorite one is that hemp hemp doesn't need any water and it doesn't need any uh, fertilizer. That's my favorite thing. Okay. Yeah. And there's no food proof that. That the Declaration of Independence was printed on on hemp paper. Mm. You know, there's 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 nothing that says for sure it did. It might, but nobody can prove that it yeah. was. Yeah, so, just like uh, that. It, it's things like that. But hey, if it gets people a little interested, uh, I don't mind that at the beginning, as long as we loop back around and go, oh, let's get this thing. You know, I keep hoping that hemp's going to be able to cure male pattern baldness. Is what I'm ah. saying. Nobody's done it yet. If you figure that out on the health uh, benefit as you're interviewing somebody that shouted Eureka, I'll even be a, uh, you know, I'll even be glad to be a a, a guinea pig, you know, on part (laughs) of it and put a poultice on my head. That's exactly right. So, hey, look, um, Jordan Becker, uh, thank you so much for what you're doing for the industry. I think it's a great way to have people learn more about that again you can go back to oneplant.film and be able to learn more about this and what's going on um thank you for uh spending some time with us today absolutely yeah yeah hopefully people will will check it out i mean i think that yeah i think right now we, we need something like this something that reaches so many people i mean i'm surprised every day at still the amount of people that don't have any idea what hemp is or what it can do and um, it's amazing so we need something that normalizes this and that's what i'm trying to do we're trying to normalize this plant and get it back to everyday part of society so yeah thank you for having me nick really appreciate it there we go and if folks want to learn more about the national hemp growers cooperative and our commitment to building wealth for our members through regenerative agriculture and sustainable development, 
go back and check us out at nationalhealthcoop.us. Until next time, thanks a bunch. This podcast produced and distributed by MWB Studios.